Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. The leaders of Ukraine are gaming out where the war with Russia goes from here. Fighting in the east has slowed to a bloody slog. The capital is relatively safe from Russian attacks. So what does Ukraine want now? NPR's Greg Myrie met with one of President Volodymyr Zelensky's top advisors at Kiev's presidential compound today and asked him that question. Hi, Greg. Hi, Ari. Tell us about this advisor you met with. Who is he? Yeah, our NPR team sat down with a senior presidential advisor, Mihailo Podolyak. Now, Kiev, the city, feels more or less normal these days, but this ends the moment you enter the presidential compound. And it's not just the security outside. Inside the building, the sandbags are six feet high. They're stacked on windowsills, uh, blocking out the sun from these tall windows. Most of the lights are off. The hallways are dark and mostly empty. When we finally got to Podolyak's office, he's like a lot of people in the Zelensky administration, young and casual. He's in a black t-shirt that reads, fight like Ukrainians. He says he's working around the clock. There were several pairs of sneakers next to his desk cluttered with papers. That is such a vivid scene. And what did he say to you? How did he feel about the state of the war right now? So Podolyak is the chief negotiator for Ukraine. So you think he might want to talk about uh, possible peace negotiations, but he sees no prospect right now. So what he really wanted to talk about was weapons. Here he is. Now we see that this is truly a war of artillery, and we see that they are shooting uh, by a ratio of 10 or 15 to 1. Again, the math is clear. We will need parity of, we- of weapons if we're going to be effective in any sort of counteroffensive. This Russian artillery advantage has allowed them to make some grinding progress in the Donbass region in the eastern part of the country. So the outgunned Ukrainians are making a big push right now for more weapons, and this comes on the eve of a NATO meeting Wednesday in Brussels. All right, so Ukraine wants more artillery fast. What are the chances they're going to get it? Well, Podolyak tweeted out a wish list on Monday. It includes 1,000 howitzers, 1,000 drones, 500 tanks, and it goes on from there. So NATO is not going to meet those demands in full. The U.S. and others are still sending weapons, but in much smaller quantities. Uh, Podolyak says Ukraine has a real problem right now. It's running low on ammunition for its old Soviet era weapons. Russia is really the only place that makes this kind of ammunition anymore. So here he is again. Russia has the overwhelming majority of these artillery type uh, weapons. What there is no shortage of in the world are NATO standard weapons, whether it be in the U.S. or in Western Europe or in Asian countries. So the longer this war goes on, Ukraine will be relying less on its old Soviet weapons and more on its modern NATO weapons. All right. Well, the U.S. and Europe are starting to have conversations about how an end to this war could be negotiated. How is Ukraine receiving that? Ari, it's really a non-starter. I asked Podolyak, and here's what he said about the Russians. The reason that they do not want to negotiate anymore is because they're trying to get concessions from the West to freeze the conflict where it is so that they can claim victory. 
So we finished up our conversation with Podolyak. We were heading toward the door, and then he stopped us and offered one last comment. He said, if you get anything out of this interview, it's weapons, weapons, weapons. All right, NPR's Greg Myrie and Keeve. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.